Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. Do you have a problem? Turn off your station. since I've actually like seen you obviously like we follow each other on social media but um like I don't think I've like seen you since the last day of uh freshman year yeah it's it's been a minute (laughs) I'm doing good um I mean I'm hanging in there best as can be all things considered you know Yeah, yeah Well, what have you been up to from from then until now? I know, again, it's been like two years. I mean, the, the release of the movie came out. It's now on Netflix. So, so much has happened with the project you worked on. I know. On. Yeah. It's so exciting, too. I'm so it's freaking exciting. proud of that movie. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, since since wrapping on freshman year, I've moved to L.A. So, I'm in L.A. now, Los Angeles. Yes. Um, I am, I've been kind of refocusing on acting since mm-hmm. I've been here, you know, um, that's why I moved here. So yeah. auditioning and uh, just kind of getting to know all the different casting offices and really kind of hustling to try and, you know, make things happen on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of ironic that I moved to LA and then like immediately after I moved within a month, I got a role on 13 Reasons Why, <laughs> which built back up to oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so I was going back and forth for a minute there, but um, yeah, now I'm here in LA and uh, you know trying to make things happen. How yeah. about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I also moved to LA, but I moved. I didn't. I didn't move as soon as you did. I, I moved uh, in November. No, no, no. Yeah, November. Um, because I got management down there, so I was like really excited. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's let's do it." You know, I was waiting for a sign. Like everyone is. Like everyone's just like I'm just waiting for the right moment. Um, and then it just kind of hit, and it was just like the the universe was like, "Well, are you fucking ready?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Um, yeah, so I took Congratulations, the by the way. That's so exciting. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's not exciting anymore because I got into it <laughs> with my, I, I got into a little uh, scuffle with my roommate about rent when this whole thing hit. And so um, I felt disrespected by the whole thing. And so I said, uh, fuck you. Uh, there's a whole pandemic going on right now. So there's no reason, real reason why I have to be in LA. So right now I am with my partner back in the East Bay, in the Bay Area. So mm-hmm. just kind of waiting it out seeing what happens i mean obviously i can just go back whenever i still have my management but it, it, it was weird because it was just like I, I was asking my manager i was like well, well what do you think like I, I don't know what to do right now and he was just like well everyone left like because most yeah. people are like transplants in la so he's like everyone is back home nothing is happening so it was exciting i mean there was there was traction that was happening but ultimately this like stopped me as soon as i got there um so that was a little uh yeah (laughs) i feel you on that i mean that's kind of the frustration that everyone in the industry is feeling over here i moved Mm -hmm. here in july last year so it's been coming up on a year now but yeah dude i mean like i had that i felt like i had some momentum going i felt like traction i was like okay cool like i'm seeing progress Mm -hmm. and then this happened and you know right at like the tail end of pilot season it's like everything just came to such a sudden screeching halt you know um yeah it is what it is i mean we're all in the same boat so yeah (laughs) yeah that that is the saving grace that well i mean it's 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 unfortunate because it's uh it's it's a pro and a con because it's like no one has work but it also makes you feel just a little better because like you know like when you don't have work you're like why the fuck is this just happening to me everyone else is getting all these pilots and stuff right Um, yeah but it feels like we're in this together even if we don't want to be for sure for sure 
Well, what has your experience been like, like specifically? Like I know like mine was, I mean, there's there's been like, I, I lost contracts that I had coming up, which is unfortunate. I lost like money that I had already made, which was unfortunate. And just kind of <laughs> everything within the span of like four weeks. And, I, and I'm saying this like, I, by all means, do not feel bad for me. Anyone listening to this, do not feel bad for me because shit could be so much worse. Like I think, um, Good. I'm sure you have a community too, but I felt very supported by my community. And so like, there's been the fortune in that, there's been the silver lining in that. Um, but a lot has happened in the four months to me. Like what specifically has happened to you during this time? And like, how has that affected you? Anything that you want to share? Yeah, I mean, like, without getting into too much detail about, you know, yeah. NDAs, there's obviously a lot of secrecy in a, the line of work that we do. Yeah. Um, it's been frustrating in the sense that one, I mean, all auditions have stopped. So that's just any opportunities that are coming in, which is what we thrive on, right? Yeah. Like our our hopes is to always like book something big and you know new and upcoming, um, especially during pilot season, which is kind of like, this is my first pilot season where I felt like I had a little momentum going into it. You know, I yeah. finally got to the point in my career where I have enough credits that I can at least be seen even you know even if i'm not really being considered like at least i get the chance to go into the office for it yeah. um so all of that stopped and then any projects that were you know either slated or ongoing or being considered for all of that stopped i know a lot of projects um that were greenlit at some point in time they've just been canceled if they haven't already started yeah. just because you know they're so busy focusing on just how to finish what's already going um i don't think a lot of i don't think they're considering a whole lot of new stuff at the moment unless certain steps have already been taken yeah. like i know friends i know some actor friends who got cast for projects and those projects all got scrapped or those scenes got scrapped or those characters got scrapped because i think a lot of the hesitation right now is you know, even in established shows and films, they don't want to bring on new players. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want to bring on like additional risk. Yeah. So all of that's kind of ended. Um, yeah, everything's just kind of stopped. And like the toughest thing is we don't know when it's going to start back up again. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how it's going to start back up again. Right. Yeah. Like just because you were auditioned and cast in a role for something that's TVA, there's no saying when things pick back up again, that role is still going to exist or that show is still going to exist. Mm -hmm. um, so many casting offices are closing, so many agents are leaving, so many managers are quitting, so many yeah. actors even are leaving LA and who knows if they're going to come back after this? Who knows yeah. if there's a place in the industry for new up and coming or even established actors moving forward you yeah. know it's really hard it's completely uncharted territory yeah i think something you uh said a little earlier um was very poignant and that's um that you felt like even if you didn't have a shot at getting the role it was just being seen and you felt more confident and i think that's so important in our industry too because a lot of it is accumulative so it's like you're going to be seen and you're going to expose yourself and maybe it's not this year but next year and that's all accumulated from years of constantly going out there and doing your best and showing people that you're ready to work and that you're and that you just come prepared all the time and also like what what the industry is going to look like because of all these managers leaving and, and how that's going to navigate something that came upon me the other day too was uh for extra work and like mm -hmm. a lot of actors including myself like i've done a lot of extra work 
just because like it's it was one it's a good experience to be on set and just to be around like bigger productions but also because like it pays well sometimes like for for an, a background extra i mean just sitting around and like walking in the background and just waiting for like just easy direction it's like you get 150 200 a day depending on how long they go and it's like even for those base jobs, how is that going to move forward? Because we're not going to, especially if these regulations stay in place for the foreseeable future, we're not going to know, we're not going to be able to like wrangle, let's say 20, 30 actors in, in a small space. So even, even like the base, and I don't, I say base, not trying to disrespect any background actors or people who do background, but like just base is like, I mean, base, I mean, yeah, they're, they're not first on the call sheet. So even those lower jobs aren't going to be available. And that's something that's been hitting me pretty hard lately. And that's something that I think a lot of actors are going to have to evaluate regarding their career. And like, if they do a lot of extra work, I mean, especially when you're in, um, you know, like small markets where there just isn't a whole lot of principal work available, right? Yep. A lot of people rely on background work as yep. their means of acting and getting an income and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then here in LA, I mean, with so many shows and so many, you know, productions that go on here, extra work is a viable income for so many actors, especially if you're SAG after. If you're in the union, you know, the union protects their actors in the sense that they allocate a certain quota for every production to have union background, right? Like they have to fill all their union slots before they can bring on non-union actors. So for all these actors who, you know, can't rely on $18,000 a year's worth of principal acting work to get their health care insurance, mm-hmm. right? To qualify for um, benefits or, you know, put money towards their pensions and their retirement funds. This is going to be a huge blow because I know a lot of actors who rely on doing background work as supplements. Yeah. Um, a lot of the a lot of the casting office, well, I mean, different articles that I've been reading have been saying that background work, that is definitely an aspect that they are going to minimize moving forward because, you know, this huge cattle call, what we call cattle call background days, you know, like hundreds of actors, like, you know, catastrophe movies or pedestrian scenes or, um, I don't know, whatever. It's, I don't think they're going to do that anymore. I really don't. I think that's something moving forward. They're going to really, really minimize. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are, what are you doing to keep your artistic um, fire going? You know, because a, a lot of actors, because they don't have the work right now, um, I think it's vital, especially me, like two weeks in, I was just like, fuck, I haven't done anything creative. Like, what am I going to do on the <laughs> side? How am I going to not even not even like make myself better, but just like, what am I going to do to kind of like channel that energy? Because it has to go yeah. somewhere. Just to stay sane. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I'm like, I'm one of those people where I have to constantly be moving. If I sit still for too long, I mean, gosh, idle hands, you know? Um, One thing I was doing early on was I was trying to stay positive and focusing on like, you know, admin stuff, right? Like, okay, I can take this time, this pause to make sure that my headshots are all up to par, you know, recut all of my demo reels for 2020 and make sure that those are ready to go. Um, Hunt down footage of stuff that like maybe I didn't have before, Um, work on some PR stuff, you know, just all of the little day-to-day actor things that we should be doing, but maybe don't stay on top of as much as we should. (laughs) So I was doing that, but you know, when there's no new work coming in, you run out of that stuff real quick. Um, I think around the three, four week mark, 
I hit a real low personally where it was just, because I think a lot of us as artists, we put our, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We validate our craft based on what we do. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is like, is from, you know, our productivity or what have we done? What have we been in? What do we have to show for our art? And when we don't have that coming in or going out, I think we start to lose a sense of self a little bit. Yeah. So I think that's something that I had to deal with. Um, yeah. I've always dabbled a little bit in the production side of things. So I am working on a, on a web series slash pilot. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, so working on that a little bit, but honestly, who knows when that's going to get shot and yeah. how that's going to move forward once everything opens up again. Um, Oh, I have started doing more voiceover. That I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that so, like actual work or is that you just kind of like dabbling in like working on your reel um, for when things do pick back up? Um, a little of both. Okay. So right now, I I mean for the, you know, the last two, three weeks or so, I've been working on one setting up my voiceover booth at home. I converted one of my uh, closets into, soundproof booth and like bought a mic awesome. and bought an amp and like you know all that stuff um recorded some demos and then posted them on the different voiceover casting sites um submitted to a bunch of voiceover agents um found out about audiobook narration i don't know so i'm trying to stay like busy yeah yeah productive so is that is that how you got out of that that low um state that you were in just yeah productive Right, right. That's kind of, I had to find like another way to channel my energy. So I was thinking if, you know, I was watching the new episodes of Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get off. And I was I like, hey, thing. wait a minute, voiceover. I think voiceover is going to, you know, be a thing now. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I should really get on that because I've been talking about doing it for years. I've done yeah. a few like commercial voiceovers and stuff, but I haven't like set up my voiceover like accounts. You know what I mean? I've just yeah. been kind of doing it as the opportunities arose. So now it's like, all right, I'm gonna focus on it. I'm gonna really like put that foot forward. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's given me a sense of purpose, a sense of direction, um, definitely an outlet to, I don't know, channel creativity and- Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's funny, it's funny to see like how the industry is slowly moving. Like you were just talking about like that might be the thing of future voiceover. Mm -hmm. um, and even before this whole thing happened, mm -hmm. what, what was starting to push us towards the future was video auditions and doing everything remotely. And yeah. I was like, I fucking hate video auditions. I hate them with a passion because I, I want to <laughs> be in the room. Like I have a background in theater, so I feed off yeah. the energy in the room, whether it's negative, positive, whatever the fuck. Like I love being in the room, yeah. and being with people. It just, it just, it just fills me with a certain energy. Like I can't must. Most of the time, I can't muster up the energy to just like stand in front of a fucking camera. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a good discipline to have, but I I like just the people there. I like the DP mm -hmm. behind the camera. I like the director there, and so that's one of the things moving forward. And I think you're right too that voiceover is going to be continuing to be a thing of the future because like animation and all that can be done remotely, and then you can combine everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's 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 really interesting to see how things are going to adapt because we have to adapt, right? Or else we're going to die. Yeah. And and I'm I have a theater background. And so um, yesterday I was doing a, a Zoom call with a cast um, of Comedy of Errors at Cal Shakes. I was supposed to be in that production, but they canceled their whole season. And I think they're going to cancel their next season too. But most theaters, including Broadway, have canceled at least until 
next January, if not March. And so everyone is like scrambling, trying to figure out how to do theater going forward because theater is even more based on people being there, not just the actors, but the fucking audience, um, everything. It's all about this communal gathering. And so it's gonna be really weird. And they've been throwing out ideas like kind of like drive-in theater, kind of like the drive-in movies. And so they're really trying to figure out how we're gonna adapt because theater, especially theater is such a, um, in a lot of ways, an antiquated form of, of, of media. Um, especially because now, I mean, you had movies for what, like the past hundred years, but now you have like shows and stuff. So like, there's even more long form um, pieces of art. And so theater is just continuing to fall behind. And now theater, I'm like, unfortunately, a lot of theaters are going to go under, but it's just going to be interesting to see how they adapt, because I think they have to make the, one of the biggest leaps in terms of art, um, including like live performance with music, um, stand up comedy, all of those forms of art. And so what does that look like it's gonna be it's gonna be so different for sure um i mean i don't i haven't done theater in years (laughs) but i got my start doing theater like locally in communities and stuff like that and i mean i know what you're saying like theater really really relies on the energy of the audience to really keep that show going you know and it's it's such a different medium than on camera I mean, even watching something like, um, you know, the late night shows where they're doing it either like at home or, um, or, you know, in front of a green screen or something like that. It's different when they don't, when they have their monologues or opening monologues and they don't have the live audience laughing at their jokes. The energy is so different already, you know? Have you seen those shows so far? There there was like Conan and I think Jimmy Fallon. And I think in the first week they all did it. Like as soon as the lockdown orders were in. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was fun, but it was also very eerie too. You're like- So eerie, I know, it's so bizarre. So bizarre. Uh, Shout out to John Krasinski for his uh, Some Good News though. I don't know, have you started watching that? No, no, what is that? He started like a home YouTube show segment thing called SGN, stands for Some Good News. It's like so positive and it makes me smile and like happy, right? (laughs) If you guys haven't watched that, that's like a little bit of sunshine in your life right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch that for sure. Especially because like every time I look at the news, um, I think I've watched the news and have searched for the news more than Mm -hmm. any other time in my life. And I've become like, I'm not gonna say an expert, but (laughs) I've become more (laughs) informed and just more, uh, I guess, just educated about everything more than ever. And it's just, but it's so always so like melancholic and it's always so sad and, mm-hmm. and you you hear all like the political bullshit amongst yeah. the coronavirus and you're just like you guys are scrambling at the top how can i have any faith in you yeah. um but it's good to have some some good news so i have to check yeah. that out it's been sobering lately <laughs> yeah yeah good good what what do you think what will you do if and I know this this could be a little personal, but I've been asking a lot of artists, like, let's say things don't get back to normal for the next two years. What are your plans? Like, have you thought about that? Have you thought about that possibility? I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm here in LA trying to pursue acting. I'm here for the long haul. Mm-hmm. I left, I don't know if you know this about me, I left a whole previous career before oh, I, I became an actor. Yeah, so I, Actually, I went to medical school and I became a doctor um, for a couple of years, worked in New York and worked in Chicago. And then in Chicago, about six years ago now, I decided to quit medicine and move to LA and become, or move to California and become an actress. So reading and hearing a lot about this whole coronavirus, COVID-19 stuff is, you know, 
tickling parts of my brain that I haven't used in a while. But I think I'm here as an actor. So if it takes a year, two years, five years, I think I'm going to stick with it and try and figure out and adapt with the industry, whatever that might entail. Um, just because, you know, this is, this is the passion that I'm pursuing. And I don't know, dude. I mean, aside from that, I just, I don't know, you know, and do what I can do and figure out how to make it work. And, um, find new creative mediums, whether that be on acting side on camera or voiceover or production or you know whatever yeah yeah it's good to hear you say that um when i started this career obviously like this is not for the faint of heart because there's a lot of there's a lot of no's uh there's a lot of uh wondering what the fuck you're doing with your life and why you decided to pursue this but some of some of the best (laughs) yeah uh, anyone listening out there who's part of the industry, they fucking know, um, especially, <laughs> especially now. But one of the most, I don't know if it was a quote, but I think it was like Vin Diesel. And, and he said, and I'm not, I'm not a huge Vin Diesel fan by any stretch of the imagination, um, but I respect his career because he's, he mm-hmm. he's had a consistent career for like two decades now. But I think yeah. one of the things that he said was the only difference between me and the people who didn't make it that I knew that I started this career with is that I just stayed. And it takes that level of grit for you to just continue to grind it out year after year when you don't see anything happening or maybe you have a really good year and then you have a really down year and then you have it's I mean there's so many ebbs and flows ups and downs and so one of the biggest things he said was that I just stuck with it I stayed consistent and I stayed here and a lot of the people that he knew they they left because they couldn't continue to take the rejection and I think right now especially right now like if there was anyone in this industry that had even the slightest faith of heart they're probably going to leave and honestly it's for good measure too because like I can't, I can't blame them I can't blame them I, yeah. I mean first of all I, I never blame anyone who leaves the industry anyway I mean if it's not for you it's not for you but especially now because we don't know and because there will be an extra level of us having to adapt to what this will look like and what is it 95% to like 99% of actors are unemployed at any given time what is that going to look like going forward is it 99.9 is it 99.99 and so it's going to take a lot of grit going forward so it's great to hear you say that because I'm I, I personally feel like I have no other choice um, because I, I love what I do. I've been doing it for so long. And I mean, I don't have a background in medical. I don't have a background in anything. I'm an actor. Like, so <laughs> we're, we're here to pretend to be people. Like we're not here for any fucking thing else. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, if there's anything in the world that you think you could be happy doing instead of acting like, oh my God, go do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even with that, Mm-hmm. Even, but even with that, like, is that even going to be available? Because not only is acting getting hit, everything is getting Everything's hit. Everything's getting hit, you know? It's insane. It's like the world has just completely been flipped, you know? Yeah. Everyone's going to have to adapt, not just our industry. Like, everyone is going to have to adapt. I mean, just social norms. Like, going to the grocery store is so weird now, you yes. know? It's, like, so bizarre. But I think, I mean, as a society, like in general, I think we're doing a pretty good job. I have to give credit where credit is due. And like, you know, we're two, two and a half months into this craziness in some places. And most of society is, you know, they're adapting and they're doing well. You know, they're following the rules, they're social distancing, they're wearing their masks, they're doing what they need to do to make sure that um, not just they, but like everyone around them as a community, we stay safe and we stay healthy as best we can. 
um, I think it's really nice that we're looking out for each other like that. Um, and I think within the industry, there's been a lot of talk about how to move forward, you know, talking about like how the sets are going to look, how production is going to look, um, some ideas that they're proposing back and forth. I mean, who knows what's actually going to happen, but it's nice that at least there are people who are thinking of these things and considering them and, you know, there's some hope on the horizon that we will be able to move on. We will be able to move forward past this. Yeah. Yeah, this this thing is, um, this whole pandemic is really showing the ugliest side of people as well as like the best sides of people. Um, because you're right, I've seen a lot of like very positive things, even, even just here, like people going around handing out like big uh, boxes of food, just like rice, uh, beans, like things to keep you things that are like uh, last a long time. But I've also seen a lot of like really shitty people just get scared mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and just and just act so selfishly in a time where people need help more than ever. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's really exposed people for the good and the bad. Yeah, well, yeah, what is that. No, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, as I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you go on the internet, it is a mix of like, thank you, heroes, and like, look at this Karen. <laughs> yeah, look at Florida, look at all of Florida and the spring breakers who decided. Oh. Have you seen that video where they're just like, well, if I get it, I get it, I don't care. And it's just like, yeah. look, this thing is especially, it's not even about you, it's about the fact that you can transmit it to someone else who might die and who might right. have not have died had you stayed the fuck home right right yeah we're i mean we're learning so much more about this virus now there's still so much we don't know but we are learning more and i mean i think the main takeaways to reiterate into everyone's mind is that you can be infectious even before you start showing symptoms and Mm -hmm. some people never show symptoms they stay asymptomatic that doesn't mean you're not infectious so definitely you know staying home and taking precautions and wearing the mask it's not just for you it's really for everyone around you as well mm-hmm. yeah what what uh what what's some other good news that that you've seen so outside of some good news from john krasinski um, <laughs> you said you've seen a lot of like positive people um spreading i don't know joy or just like supporting each other like what have yeah. you seen that's like really support. yeah and just kind of showing and I, I like the way that um I like the way how there's people who are in positions of, you know, influence or power that they're coming together to do the right thing as opposed to like the financially profitable thing. You know, I feel like historically we make so many decisions based on money and um, influence and power and, you know, things of that nature. It's nice to see people kind of rallying for the right things for a change, you know, Uh, celebrities are coming together and um, raising money for really charitable causes, you know, whether it be for the frontline workers or even for, you know, restaurant workers or bartenders or actors. Like, mm. it's nice that there are people who are, you know, rising to that challenge. Um, supporting local businesses has been a big thing that I've seen here in LA. Um, people ordering a lot more takeout, a lot yeah. more delivery from their local places. Tipping better. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's been a nice movement, and yeah, even local um, local neighbors are you know pulling out their sewing machines and making masks and distributing them and you know it's just it's been kind of nice um yeah yeah um two things on that 
first of all, shout out Safety Net Fund. I don't know if you've uh, applied for them or if you need to apply to them, but Safety Net Fund is a is a is a foundation for um, artists, and they've been raising money, and they've been sending out five hundred dollar checks. And I just received one for the uh, the other day, and it was just really nice to see that these foundations are actually like supporting and also donate to Safety Net Fund so they can continue to distribute those funds to artists in need. Um, and there's just a lot of funds going around. What, mm-hmm. Something that blew my fucking mind the other day, though, was I've, I've applied to like maybe five to ten um, because unfortunately I've been hit financially. But again, I'm OK. I could be a lot worse. There are some people out there who are really struggling. Um, so I feel blessed to be in the position I'm in. But um, there was another organization that emailed me and they said they had something like 55,000 people apply for their grant and they were only able to serve one percent of them or something something along those lines but it's just please like if you have the money to do so donate to these foundations i know that i think morehouse their one of their alumni who i think is the richest black man in the world i, I was watching something with uh, don lemon and he was on mm-hmm. and uh, he described him as the richest black man in the world and he started a foundation to completely eradicate all the student debt of the graduating class of 2020. And I thought that was the most amazing thing because especially now you don't want to be going in debt into this field where you don't know if your profession is even hiring um, because the the first people who they're going to serve are the people who were probably there before. I don't fucking know. I could be wrong, but um, just acts of kindness like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember I was watching Gal Gadot's, (laughs) <laughs> no, don't say it. <laughs> her, her, her decision to sit Imagine by John Lennon with all these other celebrities, and I, I was just, I was just like, that's very cute. But are you donating? That's very cute. Like it's that's great, cool. but the last thing I want to see is like you singing John Lennon because that does nothing to like the people who are in need, the people who are really struggling yeah. right now. Um, to like make ends meet, to feed their kids because their kids, like two of their meals per day was at school. So like, what are you doing? And maybe they did do something and I'm just talking out of my ass, but just if you have the means to, please donate, even if it's like the smallest thing. I know a lot of artists are starting Patreons right now. Um, Like a good friend of mine, Essie Thomas, shout out Essie Thomas. And one of the ways you can support artists is by signing up for their Patreon. Could be $5 a month, could be $10 a month, but these are things that are gonna go a long way for people who don't necessarily have the same access to those funds, for people who are still waiting to get their unemployment check, for people who haven't gotten their stimulus checks yet because they've decided, or or the IRS is sending out paper checks and they're still distributing those funds a month later. It's so, there's ways for you even if you can't eradicate student debt for an entire class of people at Morehouse you can donate something something to an artist you can buy a product and receive something in exchange or you can just make an anonymous donation anything that you can do to support other people right now I think it's more important than ever and uh, back to your point about art too and just seeing um, just just art in general and making art not for capitalistic purposes for for making money just make art to like help people feel better um Mm -hmm. i think i think something that's really cool right now is because money has been so tied into what we do Uh, especially for myself at some point i saw myself i was just like i don't love doing this anymore because i'm just worried about the money and i had to like have a personal conversation with myself and re-realize why i was doing what i do and sure it's it, i'm a professional i need the money for it but i also love doing it and so i had to have that conversation with myself but but also i think right now because you can't make a profit necessarily 
just make art and just give it out. If you can give it out for free, give it out for free, whether it's a song, whether whether you want to share a monologue, whether you had a product that you were going to capitalize on by making a profit, just put it out there and allow people to consume it because right now more than ever, and I think this goes into our career and what we do, people are consuming Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime at unprecedented amounts. Like they are streaming the shit out of that. And then it just goes back to the importance of art because in a time of need, people are consuming art to to make themselves feel better, to pass the time, whatever it is, to get to gain moral support, whatever it is, people are consuming art. So if you can put out the art, put out the art for free. If you can donate to an artist, donate to an artist. It's very important. I think you hit the nail on the head there, you know, with all the people that are relying on art and entertainment right now just to get by. Um, yeah, I think there is this uh, this sentiment of um, appreciating artists, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. You know, we work in an industry where we're, I hate to say it, we're easily exploitable, you know, because art is subjective. And so often, yeah. you know, like you were saying, you have to find, as an artist, you have to find the balance of um, passion versus reality and you know you can only live off of exposure and you know giving things away for so long so if there are people out there who can afford to donate to these causes and donate to these charities or pay for patreons and uh you know maybe art like i know i have a lot of comic book artists who work off of commissions if you can commission a piece if you can um you know donate in that sense i think that would you know do a lot of good for not just putting art into the world which will make the world a better place but also you know really help some of these artists to kind of survive this time until things get better yeah yeah and hopefully that that starts a practice for even when we do get back to normal people are like all right i don't have to support fucking artists anymore because like <laughs> it's over the pandemic is over i don't have to do this yeah but, but hopefully it's a practice to go forward and continue right that. right right i mean the number one thing that i just one thing that i saw on the internet the other day i was like you know now is the time when i really people should never be pirating you know, no, stuff off yeah, the internet yeah. and like <laughs> doing that, downloading <laughs> for free. And I mean, I feel like everyone has been guilty of it in the past and, you know, sure, it's just kind of the way our culture is here in the US. But moving forward, I mean, gosh, if you can afford a Netflix subscription or an HBO subscription or, um, you know, pay for pay for your episodes, one ninety nine an episode for whatever it is that you watch, yeah. those little things all add up to residuals, yeah. you know, and those are nice little checks that actors can get, um, voiceover actors and stuntmen and, you know, all across the all across the board here. So every little bit helps. And I know, you know, the SAG AFTRA Foundation, they have had a really helpful fund as well for their actors yeah. and their playing to, you know, more established actors who can afford to do so to donate their residuals towards the fund so that they continue, you know, paying out yeah. to, um, you know, artists and actors who are needing a little extra stipend here and there. So that's also a good resource for any sag after actors out there who maybe need a little bit of extra help. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you used the word uh, like a minute ago and the word was exploit. And I think right fucking now because I, I've seen a lot of um, unfortunate situations in theater as well mm -hmm. as on camera and if there's any time for actors to fight for their rights going forward I know it, it, we might be fighting fighting we might be fighting an uphill battle <laughs> we might be fighting an uphill battle because I mean the work is going to be limited but I think 
if there's any time to start advocating more for rights for artists, whether you're in theater or on camera, it should be right now. And we should be asking our unions. I'm not in the SAG uh, union. I'm, I'm in the Actors' Equity Association for Theater. But this is a situation in which I, I love that SAG has started a fund for other actors, but I haven't necessarily seen the same from equity. And I know a lot of artists who are going to lose their health insurance because they're not hitting a certain amount of weeks um, for their equity. And I think you need like 16 weeks. And because there's no theater, you can't get those weeks. There's no way to accumulate it. So I think we need to, not only through our unions, but just like for our work in general, we, we have to advocate for ourselves more. And especially if there are going to be a lot of artists leaving this industry, like you were saying earlier, like the, the people who are left are very valuable. First of all, we're valuable, period, because we, sure. we, we bring something to the work without actors you don't have a product you can be anything else but without actors the actors are the foundation of everything you do because no one else is going to get in front of the camera I mean, there are other fundamental very foundational parts to theater and on camera too mm -hmm. but i think actors are like the most necessity or, or the biggest necessity because someone has to sit, like say the line someone has to be on camera someone has to be on stage and i've seen a lot of um I've seen one particular theater that hasn't paid out their actors through the end of their contract uh, because of this pandemic. So they kind of just stopped paying them, even though they had another four weeks and they, they ultimately profited off of the, um, the streaming of the theater show. And I, I thought that was such a fucked up situation. And it, just, it made me really mad. And also just going forward, like because actors have no work, because the theaters are the ones that hire the actors, like I think we have to start to find a way for us to have a, a safety net going forward because mm -hmm. I've, I've read I read an article the other day where we're gonna see a pandemic every five to 10 years going forward, especially if we have like an inadequate um, president and, and his cabinet in office who doesn't know how to um, yeah. properly assess the situation and control the situation. But we're, we're gonna see this again. I mean, we're constantly fighting viruses that wanna break out and, and take over. Like that's just a constant thing. And so what, are we gonna do to not be exploited going forward? Because there have been plenty of times where I feel like on set, I can't speak up for myself because I'm easily replaced. And going forward, because there aren't gonna be that many people in the industry, like, are we gonna advocate for ourselves? Because we're not gonna be easily replaceable going forward. And so being exploited as an actor, I felt like I've been exploited before in ways that I've taken just because I'm trying to move forward uh, with my career. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that's just a conversation that more artists need to have. And like, how are we going to advocate for ourselves because we do fucking matter whether whether you're treated uh, inappropriately or or just treated as like a second-class citizen like at a casting office like before you even get the opportunity to get a job like we just need to advocate for ourselves to be respected just a little bit more at the very least yeah no it's a it's a tough struggle it's a it's a balance that we have to find right because up until now and who knows even after now I mean maybe worst case scenario right um, I feel like the mentality for actors has been, oh, well, you were giving me a hard time, I can replace you because there are 20 other people who would kill to have your opportunity or yep. be in this role of, you know, TV or film or whatever it is. Um, and there's so many people who enter our industry every single day who are just looking for experience, you know? Yep. And I think there's a time and a place for, you know, all of that because on one hand, like definitely know your worth, right? Yep. On the other hand, you know, going into this industry, just like any other industry, you know, you, you start, you 
most likely are going to start at the bottom right? as an intern or as a, um, you know, an assistant or, you know, like if you're going into finance, you start in the mailroom, you know, just student films and short films and, you know, you're working for free or copy credit and meals. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that's exploitation if that's no, where you are in your career, that's experience, you know? And, you know, there are just as easily on the same side, like there are directors who are getting their start and there are writers getting their start and crew members getting their start. Um, but at some point when you do become a professional and you start to realize what your worth is and what you contribute to projects, and, you know, once you have a couple of credits under your belt, I think one of the most important things is one, definitely, message your unions and the people who are in charge because they have the collective bargaining power that we as individuals do not yet. I would like to see us regain some of that power for sure. Um, it's just, it's such a, it's such an industry that's been built on this blind hierarchy, which is so frustrating at times where, you know, they're like, if you're an extra on set, you don't talk to the principals. You know, you don't make eye contact with the principals. It's such a hierarchy. If there's a, an issue, you go to the first AD. You don't go to anyone else. If you're in one department, you don't touch another department's stuff. Like some of the things, I understand the reasoning behind it, but then there's also like, if there's a problem, you can't go to anyone about it necessarily. You know, like you can't tell the director like, mm, I don't, I don't agree with that. Or, yeah. you know, it's it's hard. It's it's a tough balance to try and find your uh what's the word i'm looking for your your voice yeah. you know your voice whether it's before getting hired in the process of getting hired after you're hired um yeah it's just and even now i mean like not just on the early in your career side i mean i hear stories about very established actors who get locked into these terrible contracts for years and years and years and that's kind of a form of exploitation too, you know? So we definitely need to figure out how we can better stand up for ourselves and, you know, form an alliance, whether it be through other actors or our union or our agents and our managers, you know, we have to, we have to come together as a team to really make sure that we look out for one another moving forward, especially since during this pandemic, we, I feel like we have proven our worth, you know, I feel yeah. like we have proven like how we contribute to the betterment of the world right now. Cause gosh, can you imagine going a day without any two months, two and a half months without any music, any TV, any movies, like oh, yeah. staring at your walls all day. It'd be, oh, be <laughs> careful. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you're, you're right. I think, finding a voice for yourself is the biggest thing and i mean it's it's an art form in itself right having mm -hmm. a voice but being professional yet assertive at the same time right being because, tactical yeah because you don't you don't want to burn the proverbial bridge is what i hear all the fucking time in any industry um sure. it's funny though somebody said that the other day i was like well what if you don't want to cross that fucking bridge again right i think it's <laughs> I yeah. think it's fine to just say, okay, I'm not going to cross that bridge and like, you know, sever the ties like in the most professional way, because unfortunately, like those people who you end up severing ties with or have like whatever, like um, um, drama with, they have the opportunity hopefully they don't just smear your name no matter how you mm -hmm. like especially like even if it just got a little um touchy um 
in terms of like how you spoke. So if you're just professional and concise, I mean, again, it's just, a, it's an mm -hmm. art form in itself. And people do forget that this is a business. That's just one of the biggest things that I had to learn yeah. fast was that this is a business. This is not just art, right? I mean, it is art, but it's also, you have to conduct yourself professionally. You can't just be like a, you know, just, just letting everything fucking fly in the wind artist and, and not know how to conduct yourself as a person and um, just your entire entity as a business. I mean, you're, when it comes down to your website, when it comes down to your casting, um, um, this, the casting sites with all, all of your material, um, it's great that you said that you were working on making sure that all your materials were up to date because that's still something that I still fucking struggle with all the time. It'll be like two <laughs> months that go by and I was like, fuck, I have to update this, 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 and this. And then you'll get yeah. reminders. It's like, have you updated all your sizes yet? And I was like, no, I didn't. Thank you for the reminder. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, you don't get that class a lot. It's kind of like a, you have to learn as you go. Um, when I mm -hmm. when I went to college for acting, that was never something that we touched upon. It was never about. It was always about. I, I think the most business that you got was how to slate your name at the beginning of an audition, and then how to do the audition. And we just focused on craft. But the craft mm -hmm. only comes after you have conducted yourself as a professional through the entire process and then you get in, into the audition mm -hmm. room and then you get into the production and then you get into the actual doing of the craft but before that there's so many other steps that take place for you to actually get the job yeah so finding your voice right. and, and knowing how to find that balance of professional yet assertive so important yeah definitely definitely and one thing that you can do to um ensure that you are more uh i hate to use the word valuable but like mm -hmm. Um, if you bring more to the table, if you present yourself professionally, like you said, I mean, you have so much more bargaining power, you know, it gives so much more credibility. So like for me personally, getting into this business six years ago, I like, I didn't go to school for acting. I wish I had, <laughs> I really wish I had, I'm kind of learning things on the fly. But I think one of the things I attribute to my um, current level of success is that, that I approached this as a very, very much of a business mentality. You know, I didn't, I didn't come, I didn't become an actor to say like, oh, this is my dream. This is what I've always wanted to do, and just take a chance on me and believe in me, and I'll be great. I promise. Like, no, it's a business. It's a multi, multi-billion-dollar business. And at the end of the day, people are going to go with, unfortunately, what's tried and true or what they know is going to be profitable or at least not lose money um you know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hire you as a product if you have established yourself or at least demonstrated that you are professional talented reliable pleasant to work with you know um i think having yourself kind of set up for business success is just as important if not more important than the craft side of things, yeah. you know, because we all know really bad actors who have made it. <laughs> so it's like, it's how you package yourself, how you pitch yourself, you know, how your portfolio puts your best foot forward. And yeah. that's how you're going to get agents and managers and casting directors to take a chance on you as an unknown up and coming, never seen before actor, right? Yeah. Competing against the thousands of others. Um, yeah. You know, if you present yourself with you know the proper materials that are up to standard and everything looks professional everything is polished um you know if you if you know the lingo if you understand how the business works i think that's going to be something that really really helps you set yourself apart from everyone else and really kind of fast tracks you because they're going to take you a lot more seriously than yeah. someone who just shows up and is like oh yeah this is really cool let's do it <laughs> <laughs> there are two people that i know um 
you're one of them. The other one is Brian J. Patterson, who attacked this fucking business as a business. And I I remember Brian, like, he set out all these, like, steps for me because I was like, show me because you know. You obviously fucking know. Like, I'm definitely that actor who is just like, no, it's all about the craft and and all this. (laughs) And talking about, like, what I'm going to do. But, but, and and I have the, the utmost confidence that when I get there, but it's like... Most of the time, I can't get there because I don't have that same package that that you and I see and what you post all the time and like how you go to these conventions and you know how to fucking market yourself and so does Brian and so like when I when I see like where I'm trying to be in terms of that you two are at the fucking top of my list where I'm like I just need to be more concise I have to be more of a business and so but like organizing everything to me is like it's like it's like going against the grain of being an artist so it's like no i have to be messy I have to be, <laughs> I have to be like a fucking free spirit and then yeah. i find the most success when i approach it how you and brian approach it yeah 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 well i can help you with that so just let me know please. Oh, please. <laughs> it's yes. so funny brian i mean he was i worked with him on one of like the first projects I ever booked because Brian books all the time up in the Bay Area. And I, him and I, we worked on this um, this commercial up in the Bay and we met for the first time. And it was like, we, we talked for 10 minutes and we instantly connected because we were like, we're at the same mindset here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've stayed friends ever since. He is, he's amazing. He's really, really like, he knows his stuff. I respect him a lot. Yeah. Hey, Brian. Yeah, yay, Brian. I, I uh, <laughs> we, we played husbands on a web series, which is how I met him, and so yeah. I, I got to spend uh, a good amount of time with him and um, just learning from him and seeing how. And, and he's one of those people where I mean, he talks the game because he knows mm-hmm. the game. Like you can you can follow him on social media. He's booking State Farm commercials. <laughs> he's booking mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. and he comes so organized. He has a portfolio. He has mm-hmm. he has. A, it's like a business plan he has um these other like email package i, I forget the verbiage that he uses but like this dude is like he also yeah. comes from a sales background i think or, or like a very corporate he does. background. Yeah. yeah yeah he does he does so he's kind of his brain's already wired that way <laughs> oh, man. i wish my brain was wired that way i think uh-huh. i think if i can take 10 percent of what he does and i've been trying because i remember i had a whole conversation with him um if i can just take that full 10 percent i'm maybe at seven i would book so much more um especially going so forward funny where, yeah yeah He's great. Yeah, we were we were comparing like Excel spreadsheets one day. <laughs> we were so nerdy. <laughs> what are you using an Excel so spreadsheet for? Oh well, we keep. I keep track of my um, like auditions, like what I go out for, my booking stats, like what the roles are, casting offices, just so I can keep track of like what offices I've been in and like. Um, and if I book something, I have that information in there just to make sure, like, hey, hey making sure I'm getting my checks. Do I have to send an invoice? Do I need to, you know, like, follow up? Um, keeping track of my residuals. Like, it's kind of obsessive. Like, you don't need to be <laughs> to that extent. It works for you. It, it, it's but obviously tried and true. It's funny. Yeah, my Excel spreadsheet is <laughs> <It's> right here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
sometimes it'll be like a month that goes by. I was like, did I get paid for that yet? And I have yeah. no fucking idea. Yeah. And sometimes I have, and I'm just like, wait, I have to send an invoice. No, no. And then you don't, you definitely don't want to be that person who sends like a second invoice. Cause like, do you have your shit together? And that, that carries weight that goes forward. And so like all those like little interactions that you have and like your ability to stay organized. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I attended a seminar, uh, a Zoom seminar when this whole thing hit and the CARES Act was being pushed through. And um, it was just like how to apply for the CARES Act, how to like list everything as a freelance worker because obviously the cares act mm-hmm. as you know like they made room for like freelance and gig um, yeah. workers and i'm which, so glad they did oh my god the <laughs> lifeline I, if there's any positive like they, like fuck the stimulus check like that cares act for the unemployment i'm sure it saved a lot of people if not already but it's going to save a lot of people um and mm-hmm. hopefully they extend it to january like they've been talking about but we'll see what happens when it fucking hits the senate um it's uh but yeah that that was the biggest uh, that was one of the most important things that happened and i was attending a seminar for it and one of the actors um it was a an actor that was uh, in sag and she had a whole spreadsheet of like what she made um residuals from it and i was like i i was just envying the organization because i don't have that organization i really really fucking don't and but it, it made her life so much easier and i'm sure it makes your life so much easier definitely brian's life so much easier that's something that i'm trying to in this time like just be more organized with everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not too late to start. <laughs> no, no. I, I bought a hard drive for like the first time, and I, <laughs> that makes me feel so professional. Because I had to keep erasing things on my MacBook. It was like the most frivolous shit. And I was just like, should I just yeah. get a hard drive? And I was putting it off for like half a year, and then I finally got it. And I was just like, I've I've made it. Like I've done it. Like I. I right, take that. <laughs> You're like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that was my one organizational tool for the year. Too yeah. funny. I love it. Love it. Is, is there uh, is there anything else you want to hit upon? I think we've hit upon a lot of good stuff, and it's just uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. But uh, like anything else yeah. you want to say to like any actors, like any like words of advice, like during this time going forward? I know I'm sure a lot of people would fucking really uh, appreciate it. Um, I mean, it's gosh, don't I have like a hundred thoughts I want to say like at once. Blah, blah. Um, if if acting, if working in this industry is like something that you just bleed your soul for, I mean, stay with it, you know, figure out a way. We, I think we as actors, we are naturally very, very resourceful, you yeah, know, because 100%. up and coming, like when you start out, you're not getting paid for your stuff. And when you start getting paid for your stuff, you're not getting paid enough to pay for rent and food and bills and all of that. Like we're used to having to, you know, be scrappy and like figure figure shit out. So this is another example of we just got to figure shit out, you know? So if this is something that you want to do and your heart and soul is like so in it, um, yeah, well, we're going to figure it out, you know? We're going to make ways to make filming safe. Um, there are really smart people working on that right now. There's a lot of ideas being tossed around. Um, there's a lot of resources to help actors, like you said, help artists. I am definitely gonna take advantage of all of those. And, you know, it's gonna be uncertain moving forward for sure, but it will move forward. You know, even now, like casting is starting to open up again. So that's positive news just in itself, you know? Even if we don't know when it's gonna be filming, the fact that they have projects on the docket that they're looking to cast so that when they get greenlit, when the industry gets 
you know, the, the go ahead, they can start filming. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like if you're a new actor or even an established actor, and you stick with it, like you said, I think even though it might be slow getting started again, the pool of actors is going to be smaller. And so it might actually, in a weird roundabout way, be a better um, a better playing field, if that makes any sense. You know, I think there's going to be a lot more, um, the people who are still in it are going to really, really be in it. And I think that's, that's something positive to think of moving forward. You're right, actors are some of the scrappiest, most resourceful mm-hmm. people I've ever met, working all the odd jobs that just to make ends meet and loving Odd jobs at all hours. We've oh, all yeah. done like <laughs> some sort of overnight thing. We run home and we change and we shower. We're like, gotta get to this job, gotta get to that job. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I, rem- I, rem- I would remember working at a restaurant and just getting like enough. I, I had a half an hour after I worked a full shift, eight hours uh-huh. to get to rehearsal to then work for another six hours to get maybe like five hours of sleep. And I was mm-hmm. living in the East Bay. It didn't take like five minutes to get home and then doing the, the same thing the next day, getting up at five o'clock to get there at six. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking hustle, but I mean- you <laughs> It is a hustle. Yeah. <laughs> and then squeezing in your auditions in between that and rearranging this time for that time. Oh, yeah. I have a last time call back in five hours. Okay, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you cover my shift last minute? And yeah. <laughs> It Make sucks. it happen, you know? <laughs> it sucks when you're the one actor at work and everyone always knows that you're going to ask for like <laughs> someone to cover your shit. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, but yeah, no, actors are resourceful. And I, I think if there's anyone who's semi-calm in this moment, it's probably actors because other people are like, fuck my nine to five job. You know, I thought mm-hmm. I had security mm-hmm. and actors are like, what security? Even though like, it's right? like even more like, fuck We've what's We've been through this before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be, um, yeah, we'll rise. We'll rise to the challenge. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, before before we end, I just want to appreciate the baby Yoda shirt that you have on. <laughs> I was gonna say that earlier. My my partner actually just got a face mask with baby Yoda on it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my so god. Jealous. I am obsessed. Yeah. I think everyone's obsessed, but baby Yoda's cute as fuck. So. Uh, <laughs> Jackie, thank you for being on the podcast. I uh, really appreciate it. It's it's been great catching up with you, and I definitely will um, be in contact with you about just like trying to be organized myself going yeah. forward. Yeah, that's something that I'm still working on. Hit me up anytime. Happy to help. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, again, thank you for being on the podcast. And, yeah, thank you um, for having me. Yeah, reach out to me if you ever need anything. I mean, I don't know if there's anything I can offer you, but I know um, something I've been more conscious about is just like just being there for for other people that you've worked with that, that's just in your community because it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it means a lot right now. To, and that's to very appreciated. So thank you. Of course, of course. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and have a great rest of your day. And yeah, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. Do you have a problem? Turn off your station.